Hello, assistants and listeners of Dungeons and Drimbus. Richard Edgeworth here with a special announcement. As you know, we here at Edgeworth & Co. do our best to bring justice to monsters inhabiting this land of Ulmerissia. But it has recently been brought to my attention that monsters are not represented in the podcasting space. I ask you, dear listener, justice for man, myrrh, and monster. Does this not include podcasts? Well, we here at Edgeworth & Co. wish to do something about that by introducing you to a new show, The Gorgon Show. The Gorgon Show is a podcast in which Penny Cephalonia, a Gorgon, interviews monsters, cryptids, and the occasional human. You'll see everything from your standard Pegasus to horse disturbers. Oh my, that sounds disturbing. Packaged together into a hilarious podcast that makes for fun listening for humans and monsters alike. And we just love our little talking head snakes, don't we? Assistance? Assist- Sorry, my assistants seem to have run off. In the meantime, why don't you enjoy this first episode from The Gorgon Show, so you can check it out for yourself. Horse girls. Horse girls. Horse girls give me hope. Hi, I'm Penny Cephalonia, and you're listening to The Gorgon Show. How is that? Don't podcasts always open with music? Where's the music? This is the first episode. Um, I can't afford music yet. We could hiss a tune for you. Hiss, 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 hiss. That's okay, Johan. You don't have to. If I hiss something... Do I get paid? Forbes, you are a snake. On my head. Where would you even keep the money? I got people. Okay, Johan, Forbes, thank you. I'm going to try a different opening now. Hi, you're listening to The Gorgon Show, a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. His, 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 his. Thanks, Johan. That that's not really necessary. I I've already got one advertiser. I'll get music soon. Oh, can I compose it? Oh, and conduct the orchestra. Wait, I don't have arms. Could you conduct it for me? It's a lot of money in writing music. I won't produce the credit. Okay, I I'm going to introduce our first guest now, okay? Remember what we talked about. Donuts! No, Duncan, no. We didn't talk about donuts. Can we, uh, talk about the title of the show first? Cause I don't know about the Gorgon show. I can't see it on a t-shirt, know what I mean? It's all about merch. Gotta sell that merch. Let's workshop this. What? No, no. I'm a Gorgon. It's the Gorgon Show. I'm thinking my serpent, my serpent and me. Oh, how about, wait, wait, don't hiss me. Donuts! Or, uh, you know, 99% monsters, the hidden world of monsters. Or, oh, Stone Cold Killers, a Gorgon true crime podcast says a lot of money in crime podcast, Penny. What the Hades? Forbes, this is a talk show, and it's the Gorgon Show. 
Now, can I please introduce my guest and talk to my guest uninterrupted? We agreed that you wouldn't talk during the guest segment. Can we sing to the guests? No. Can we uh, take their money? Definitely not. Donuts? How about I get you all some donuts if you stay quiet during the guest segment? Donuts! I'm open the bribery. I will compose a song about donuts quietly in my head. Thanks, all. Okay, our first guest. He's... Hey, Rumi! Hi. Is it time for my horoscope yet? Hi. Um, Sybil? Sybil? No, I'm trying to introduce our, our guest... We're going to do the guests first, and then and then your horoscope, as we promised. Are you sure? I feel like you don't want to keep your listeners waiting for what is clearly going to be their favorite part. Um, I am. I'm as sure as I can be. Um, but you, you know what? You're the oracle. So why don't you go and and have a vision and and maybe see if this is the best way to go about things. You know somewhere else. Hmm, that sounds good. I'll go ahead and get started, you know, mixing my moon dust in Everclear so my visions are nice and fresh when it's time. Yes, yes, that's that's going to be great. Um, I, I feel it in, in my bones. All right, as long as you're trusting your third eye, you know that's what I am all about. I have a bunch of snakes on my head. I have so many eyes. This is true. Uh, yeah, I can I can see them all in my third eye. So, okay. Well, uh, good luck with the guest. I can absolutely see that this is going to be a very interesting interview. So, have fun. Interesting. Okay, th- thank you so much for that vote of confidence. Okay, Sybil, I'll, I'll see you soon. All right, soon. Okay, I'm ready to introduce our very first guest on our very first podcast. I'm so... Very excited to introduce to you, Hoplius. Hoplius, hi. Welcome to the Gorgon Show. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, this is uh, thank you. very nice. Thank you so much for being here. This is just all about us talking about how we move in a world full of humans. And I have to say, I'm extra excited to have you as my first guest because... Well, some of us are very obvious. For example, my fellow Gorgons and myself, we have snakes on our head. It's pretty obvious that we are monsters. I couldn't, I couldn't help but notice the snakes on the head, yes. Um. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, they are my friends, and they've agreed to be quiet, and I will buy them donuts for being quiet. Good job, snakes. So for monsters and, and cryptids who are a little less obvious, I really want to dive deep into what your world is like. So, first of all, if you had to explain what you were to a human or to another monster like myself, that, my apologies, I I did not know you existed, even though we have a Greek background in common. If you had to explain yourself, how would you describe you? Well, I, uh, funny you should mention not obvious and explain myself to humans as, um, I, I am a Taraxippus, or a horse disturber. As, as some people might find it easier to understand. I actually was human. I'm, I'm a spirit. Yes, yeah. In, in life, I probably wouldn't have been able to look at your, your snakes or, or appear on your, your show here. Um, but uh, <laughs> Not before the invention of sunglasses, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, 
I was a uh, a Lapith. We were a, a clan of uh, horsemen heroes, and uh, well, now I'm a spirit that spooks horses. I, I terrify horses in the hopes that they will buck their riders off to their death. Hopefully, that's that's the goal. Okay, okay, that's that's an interesting goal. Um, why do you think you became that kind of spirit? Was it because of your connections with horses in reality? Did you? piss off a god? Or is this something you always aspired to be in the afterlife? Well, I uh, I didn't aspire to be it, but I can't act like it's not my choice. Like, I, like, really, really, what's the difference between me and any other ghost? The difference is, is I, I spook horses. It's, it's kind of become my brand, uh, as, as there's that horse connection. When I was live in ancient Greece, I, I don't know if you'd be familiar with this. I don't know if your, your, your family ever told you. We do these funeral games whenever somebody, um, somebody passes away uh, to honor them. And I, I read about it. My, my grandparents never really talked much about the old country, but I've read about this. Well, well at those funeral games, uh, if, you've got, if you've got a Lapith present, we're, we're excellent with horses, so you might as well have a little, little chariot race. Unfortunately, I would learn that uh, we Taraxipoi love that shit. Because when you terrify a horse rider at a funeral, that's death at a funeral. That's that's funnier than the first guy dying. So I died uh, on an easy corner, and I'm I'm a lapith, so I was like so pissed. And so rather than go down to the underworld, I sort of just forced myself to materialize as a ghost because I was ready to to yell at my horse. And then I saw that there was a, a horse disturber there. I got horse disturbed, and um, yeah, me and him are not friends. Mm. Mm. So even in the afterlife, y- you have not mortal enemies? Yes, yes. Uh, immortal enemies. Uh, Fascinating. Fascinating. Do, do you feel that humans, I mean, since the time you, you became a horse disturber, do you feel that humans are aware of your presence and has it changed so over the centuries? I, I think there was a bit of a curve to it. Humans, humans, um, well, when I died, humans were not very aware of horse disturbers. But I kind of contributed to the awareness as whenever I would catch somebody making fun of me, like, oh, Hoplius the Lapith died being bucked off a horse, I'd wait around a dark corner and terrify their horse. And, you know, just shortly after, you know, they get trampled to death under their own horse's hooves, there's me there, and I'm like, ha ha! You, you got trampled. Eventually, people caught on that some, something was going on. Oh, so so they started to take notice. Yes, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Re- revenge. Revenge is it, that it'll do that. Okay. In the modern um, age, though. So- in the modern age, though, uh, there's not a whole lot of horses, so not a whole lot of disturbings. It would be great if there were more horses, but people didn't know about us. Well, have you ever traveled to places that are horse-focused? For example, here in the United States, the state of Kentucky, there's a lot of horses, and they have their, their famous horse race, and horse races um, across the country. England. Kentucky? Current Queen of England. Ten- Ken- Kentucky. Ken. K-E-N-T-U-C-K-Y. Where, what is Kentucky. this? This okay. Where where is this? There's a, there's a horse race. You say like uh, some sort of some, some games. I am I am now possibly regretting my choice to tell you about this place. They have a famous horse race every year called the Kentucky Derby. It's part of a three race set. Three races. The Triple Crown. Yeah, the Preakness and the 
Oh, it starts with a B. Oh my goodness, when was the last time I was at the track? Anyway, of the Kentucky Derby, it's a very famous horse race here in the United States. And, well, I wouldn't recommend spooking horses running that fast, but then again, it might be a little fun for you to fuck with them. I'll leave that up to you. But definitely, there's some, there are some horse-focused places here in the United States if you ever want to explore your horse disturbing. That is excellent. It's just been so long since I've disturbed a race. Normally, I just lurk and wait for uh, any of those, those, those men in blue riding on a horse, and I just spook them. Oh, you mean the police. Yes. I, I am totally down with that area of your focus. But if you ever wanted to step it up, Sometimes the horses in the races are are abused by their riders. And, and can you disturb a horse in a way that doesn't hurt the horse? That oh, only hurts I, the rider. That is a misconception. I I disturb okay. the horses. I'm not I'm not a horse killer. I'm a I'm a horse okay. disturber. It's it's funny to scare a horse. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't think it's funny to hear like the whinny of a surprised horse. But the real punchline is uh, the rider falling to his death. The horse being fine. Okay. I love horses. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. You know what? That's that's important to know. We we don't want there to be myths about us mythological creatures. We're <laughs> We're already mythological. <laughs> exactly, <enough>. exactly. <laughs> well, that's very good that you care about the horses. So, yeah, to focus on horse abusers or those who use horses to abuse innocence. I am I am down with that. This got dark and yet I am surprisingly happy. Thank you. Now, tell me, you can't possibly disturb horses 24 hours a day. Then again, maybe you could. I don't know much about your kind. But what is a typical day in the life of Hoplius like? Oh, hooray! They're blowing leaves outside my window. How delightful! If they're on horses, I might just need to summon you. Anyway, what's a typical day in the life of Hoplius, the Taraxippus-like? Uh, well, you are correct. I can't spend all my time disturbing horses, especially now. However, I am a spirit with a very specific dominion, I, where once I might have had the freedom to, to do whichever. Um, I, I, I now have very specific power around corners and over horses. So I mostly appear at street corners and tunnels and sort of loiter about, but once, once, when radios were first becoming widespread, I was standing on a street corner waiting for a horse to pass by when I heard a horse, but I didn't see one. The horse was inside, and I was like, what, who, who would be so silly as to put a horse inside? There's so many walls, so many corners for me to disturb them. And I went up there, and it wasn't a real horse. There was, it was an episode of The Lone Ranger, and I, yes, they recorded a horse and made it seem like he was there with The Lone Ranger, and so I, I just sort of got really into those radio plays, and, um, even today when I'm, I'm waiting for a horse, I'm usually listening to some sort of audio drama. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. I'm glad you figured that out. Hio Silver. So, (laughs) when you're not disturbing horses and not listening to audio dramas, how do you fill your after lifetime? Well, we kick it with other horse disturbers, other spirits, see how they're going. You know, there's there's some there's some nasty characters that I don't like to associate. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a poltergeist, it's very funny to spook people directly by throwing a teacup or something, but mm. for some reason it squicks me out anybody that kills directly. So normally normally I'm I'm hanging out with more low key spirits. Low key and it sounds like just killing for example, a human 
directly. Well, that just shows a lack of imagination and creativity. Exactly, exactly. Rube Goldberg, I love I love setting up those Rube Goldberg machines. I don't I never use them. I never use them, but a poltergeist once explained the whole thing to me, so sometimes I'll just set them up and watch them go. Oh, that's fantastic. For anyone who is not familiar with Rube Goldberg devices, I'm going to advise you to Google it. Google and the ability to search for information. I have to give humans that one. They're pretty awesome at that. I learned a lot about myself by Googling myself, but not in public, because it's already difficult enough being a Gorgon in a human world. Now, because I'm a Gorgon who's very interested in humans, I love going to the movie theater because I can sit in the dark and be with humans and participate in a human activity without turning any of them accidentally to stone. I absolutely love movies. Are there any movies uh, about horses or any topic that, that you really enjoy watching? Are you able to go into movie theaters and watch movies? You know, I wonder sometimes, as it was the, the call of a horse that, that, that called me into that house for the, the radio play, even though there was no horse, I haven't personally I haven't personally seen a whole lot of movies, but whenever there's a new horse movie, I'm, I'm able to, to make myself manifest. Obviously not to other not to people, but I'm able to to see so the black stallion, the young black stallion, spirit stallion of the Cimarron. So many stallion movies, yes. I rather enjoyed the Riders of Rohan in the Lord of the Rings films. I thought their horse work was just spectacular, and they obviously loved their horses. If if you were a part of the Lord of the Rings universe, do you think you would disturb their horses, or would you just go after those fucking Nazgul? It would be very interesting to try to disturb a Nazgul. It, it's it. What is what is what is it besides a, a horse of the sky? Surely I should be allowed to to disturb it, right? Right. I'm like they ride horses on land, and they they ride fell beasts. I believe are their flying creatures, and they themselves are of the spirit realm. I'm very glad they're not real, is what I'm saying. Unlike us, who are very real. I'm exceptionally real. Uh, yes, that would be... Certain things are very terrifying that uh, come from the human imagination. Blows blows my mind. Right? It's, <laughs> and they call us monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so fun. So, what, what is the most hilarious horse disturbing that you have done? What just makes you giggle when you think about it? I think the most interesting horse disturbing that I've ever done was when I disturbed a horse outside of, uh, in a way that seems maybe against the rules. I'm still trying to litigate this one. Have you ever heard of the Oregon Trail? I, I have heard of the Oregon Trail when I was in a human high school. Yes. Yes, yes. And well, many of them traveled in wagon trains uh, to head to, to Oregon. And, the... and, and many died of dysentery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we, we laugh, we laugh, but I did know some people who died from dysentery back in my day. We still didn't make fun of I'm them sorry. nearly as much as I was made fun of. So Yeah, it's it's not a good way to go. It's but I'm sorry awful. for your loss. So the Oregon Trail, what does this have to do with a funny moment in Horse Disturbing? All sorts of beasts were used to pull their wagon trains, their covered wagons. Yes. But they wouldn't always travel straight on land. There was one such occasion where I watched as somebody cocked up, they, they cocked up their wagon, hmm. pulled some pulled some cock out. Oh, huh, right on the Oregon Trail, just pulling out their cock. Okay, didn't know that happened. Oh, oh, Penny, no, no, it's 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 uh, a, a device to, to, to waterproof the wagon. Oh! Oh. 
Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. I can tell you about the naked horse disturbing I've done before, though. They'll... Oh, perhaps for for the Gorgon show after dark. But once uh, they they intended to have the horses pull the wagon across a, a shallow area, and I, I there was no corner, but the horses horses are not supposed to be... I, I don't think a horse is, is comfortable in, in water, so I figured I'd give it an extra push. Hmm. So I, I popped up in the middle. I normally spook them. I just, I just pop up and I go, boo! Because horses are, are very skittish. It's so it's so easy to terrify a horse. So there I go. That's I what go, I've heard. Boo! The horses buck the entire wagon. Oh. The whole wagon. Into the ocean like a shipwreck. <laughs> My friends were calling me Charybdis. My friends were calling me Charybdis because I made a shipwreck, which is, we're not supposed to be able to do that. No, no, no. Scylla and Charybdis, they're a whole different breed of monsters. Oh, oh my goodness. They were they were all wet. <laughs> I'm sure they deserved it. Or maybe not, but it's still funny. It's still funny. Oh, oh my goodness. Do, do you have inside jokes about humans? Do you ever joke about these humans and, and how they treat horses or each other? I, I, I love them, but they're also, oh goodness, they're funny. Horse disturbers, Traxipoy. Uh, we don't, we don't have too many inside jokes, but sorry, you've got me, you've got me thinking about my, my family from when I was alive. Hmm, I'm sorry if that's painful. It is, but this is a, this is a happy, a happy memory. Oh, good. I am, I am, I'm a Lapith, as I said. Our clan, our clan founder, uh, was brothers of, of Centaurus, the Centaurs. So the centaurs are, are, are practically oh. family. Oh. We we had a wedding once uh, between some members of our family, which is perfectly acceptable in those days. We were different, two different clans. My uh, my cousin, the centaur uh, Amicus, he got quite drunk once, and he started pretending that he was just a, a regular guy on a horse, but his horse was like decapitated, and he, he just would be like, "Oh, oh goodness, oh no!" And he'd uh, all, all day walking up to people drunk, just "Oh no!" falling. It was it was oh, the look on his face. I think that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm trying to capture, to be honest. Every single time I terrify somebody, I terrify somebody's horse and it bucks them off. I'm looking to see that look on their face. I want to see my cousin, mm. my cousin Amicus again in the, the dying moments of that rider. It's it's good to have goals. Are you ever able to manipulate modern human technology? For example, a smartphone. Are you able to take pictures of those moments of ah on their face and maybe post it to Instagram? I'm unsure. I've been able to set up my Rube Goldberg machines before as a, mm. as, as a, a little bit of being a poltergeist, but I I wouldn't know the first thing about cell phones. But but you're you're young and hip. Do you think you could help me set up? And uh, what you call? I could try. I'm I'm only a few hundred years old. Perhaps I could try. I for one would love to see faces uh, of terrified humans uh, on Instagram. Like I said, I love them, but they're also funny. Is that not what and, Facebook and is? Is that Facebook? You were saying Instagram, not Facebook. Instagram, Facebook, I believe they're even owned by the same company now. The humans, they keep coming up with so many amazing technologies. There's also YouTube and TikTok. Oh my goodness. I believe videos of people falling off spooked horses would make a good TikTok. Perhaps we can talk about that after the show. I will, as they say, hook you up. Yeah, I, I have found that human technology is just fascinating. There is one piece of technology that I don't directly manipulate, but I have become very thankful for uh, in this modern age. Mm. Well, what is that? There are not that many horses, which is why I was so excited to hear about uh, Kentucky. 
But for a time, I tried to spook cars, automobiles. Mm. They're very stoic. They oh. don't scare very easy. No, no. But I have found that the uh, the self-driving cars, now those spook excellently. Oh, is that you? That's me. Yes. Oh, man, my friends. Uh, we, we came to realize uh, that self-driving cars will spook just as easily as a horse. Again, normal automobile, very stoic. But if there's no, if hmm. hands are off the wheel, well, it's, it's going to feel my wrath. Fascinating. Well, I had no interest in ever driving anything like a Tesla to begin with, but I certainly won't now. <laughs> However, I'll get you. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right, watch out, Tesla drivers. <laughs> oh, they're all assholes anyway. I love most humans, most of the time. Okay, so in this difficult time in this world, and it's a difficult time for humans, and it's a difficult time for monsters. It's always a difficult time for monsters, but it's a difficult time for all of us. What What has been getting you through these times. Truthfully, what gets me through these difficult times is my fellow Taraxipoi. I, I, I've been searching for the look on my cousin Amicus's face as I, I, I do miss the, the family that I had, the big clan of the Lapiths and the clan of the Centaurs. But with, with fewer horses and fewer people going out in general in these in these times, it has, it has afforded me more of an opportunity to speak to those like me, to those that I like. Hmm. I've never lost that community. sense of community, yes. That's beautiful. Community is so important. I, too, have a wonderful supportive community of Gorgons that has helped so much. Des despite this, what is it that you still fear? You're a spirit. Do you fear anything? That's a, that's a big question. That's a big question, Penny. Well, I suppose my, my fear is always just what if people stop riding horses? Oh. What am I supposed to do? I can't keep scaring self-driving cars it, because then I'm just a I'm just a vehicular manslaughterer. I'm a, I'm a I'm a horse disturber. I am what I do. That would be hard to adapt. I don't think that will ever happen. Humans love horses. If you're not familiar with a theatrical production called Equus, I would recommend you check it out. And for every young teenage human girl, horses are everything. I don't think you have to be afraid. I think humans will always love riding horses. I hope I hope you're right, Penny, because because without horses I turned down Elysium for scaring assholes and tin cans. Mm, I, I don't think that'll be your fate. However, I am going to ask you one final question and then bring back my roommate. And perhaps she will see your future for you. And I bet it will be hopeful if it makes any fucking sense at all. So I will leave you with this last question. What gives you hope? Horse girls. Horse girls. Horse girls give me hope. They are some of my favorite humans. Horse girls. The some spirit. My little pony girls. Uh, the spirit of the Lapiths are, mm. are, are in eat the heart of each and every young girl, young boy. The, the spirit of a horse girl transcends gender. If you care yes. about horses and you ride a horse, just keep at it. And I, what keeps me going is the hope that you, you achieve your dreams of horseback riding. And one day, I can terrify your horse from a corner and watch the look on your face as it tramples you to death. I, I think there would be so many humans who would be so honored to go out that way. I mean, don't go out like a bitch. Go out on a disturbed horse. Mm, delightful. So, okay, thank you so much, Hoplius. That was 
I I apologize. Despite our shared background, I know so little of your kind, but I learned so much and I hope our audience did too. And now let's look into the future with my delightful roommate, Sybil. Hi, Rumi. Hi, Sybil. Sybil, this is Hoplius. He's a horse disturber. Hi, Hoplius. Hey, you ever hang out at the track? No, but I, I ought to. Uh, hello, Sybil. Hello. You definitely should. I go there all the time. I mean, I have to, you know, change up my, what I'm wearing, different wigs, different glasses. The masks nowadays makes it way easier to hide the fact that I always know who's going to win. Uh, if you ever want company going to the track, uh, you know, let me know. Well, I'll probably know anyway, but think about it. I, I will call you upon a smartphone once Penny uh, shows me. Sounds like yes. a good plan. I can see it now with my third eye. Win, win, place or show, Sybil. Win, place or show. Yep. <laughs> if you win a lot at the track, does that mean I don't have to pay rent? No. I could always hope. I could always hope, Sybil. Hi, Sybil. What does the future hold for us all? And what does it hold for Hoplius? Well, Hoplius, what sign are you? Now, uh, this is going to sound uh, rather uh, strange, but I, I am a Sagittarius. Oh, perfect. It's always good to be on brand, right? Then in that case, today I will start with Sagittarius. Usually I try to go in order, uh, you know, start with Aquarius and all of that. But hey, just for you, I will get started with your sign. <sighs> and now I have to let the Everclear and Moon Dust kick in and take over and open my third eye. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, Here we Sagittarius, go. I can see a vivid purple storm and I see you trying to both fight and ride the storm at the same time. Good luck with that. Like a horse? Yeah, kind of like a horse. A horse storm, a purple horse storm. Yep. What what does that mean? It'll become clear once it happens. Okay. The storm will clear up. How will I ride it? Oh, no, sorry. The storm won't become clear. The meaning will become clear. So it's not a real It's not a real storm? No. Well, it might I'm be. I'm not going to get to ride a real horse. It might be for some Sagittarius. I mean, this is part of the issue is that I am trying to see the future of a full 12th of your listeners. And that is a lot of people. So I have to find what all of their futures have in common and distill that into a single vision. So sometimes it's not entirely clear because it's probably going to have little different meanings for every Sagittarius out there. That's... That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so let's keep going. Oh, yes. Well, welcome to Metaphor, Hoplius. Yep. So Capricorn listeners, I see you lounging and surrounded by beauty. You're not the beauty, but around you, there is a lot of beauty. That, that's, that's actually lovely. It still doesn't really make any sense, but that's lovely. Well, it will make sense to some of your listeners. And then, you know, to others, it'll make sense in the future when it comes true. Of course. That's the nature of prophecy. You don't always know what it actually means until it happens. And then you look back and hindsight is 2020. Hmm. Yeah, that really didn't do my ancestor Medusa much good. It's hard to look back when your head's been cut off. I, I would have preferred a specific prophecy for her. Just saying. Hmm. 
But yes, well, beauty. Sorry, Sybil. Sorry. Continue. All right. Aquarius. Aquarius, I see you. You're tap dancing on very thin ice, and I see a glass staircase and a pillar of light. It's probably dangerous, so be on the lookout for that thin ice. Okay, so Aquarius, stay away from stairs and ice and possibly all floors. Or perhaps, perhaps the stairs are the way out from the ice? But they are made of glass. That is treacherous. Yes, lots of treachery for Aquarius. Stay in bed, Aquarius. Stay in bed. Pisces. Pisces, I see you. Oh, it's another pillar of light. That seems to be a theme today. That must be the moon dust. Mm. I see you sheltered from a pillar of light. You are in shadow. So there is some kind of source of light and knowledge and hope, and it is not getting to you. So I'm sorry about that, Pisces. Okay, Pisces. You, like Aquarius, should just stay in bed. I mean, that's not bad advice for anyone right now. Yeah, good point. I could always use a good nap. Mm-hmm. Hoplius, do you ever nap? Do you have to nap when you're dead? Do not have to nap, but sometimes I do enter a state of repose. Mm. If there's if there's no horses about, I, I sort of just fade out. Mm. Well, I'm glad you come back to us. All right, what's after Pisces, Sip? That would be Aries. So, Aries, I see you on a hilltop, and you are both carrying and being carried, sweeping yourself off your feet. Self-love. Self-love is good. Okay. Yeah, that's one interpretation. But perhaps not in public. Oh, goodness, no. Or on the Oregon Trail. You might die of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Dysentery is funny. Taurus. Taurus, I see you. You look pretty comfortable, but there's a fish swimming in your ear. You might want to look to that. Is it Pisces? It's hard to tell. I think for some Taurus, it might be Pisces. That is so oddly specific, considering all the other bullshit you've been spewing. Remarkable. Gemini. She lets me record. She lets me record in her closet. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Do continue. Yeah. Gemini. I mean, I think we owe it to our listeners to hear all of this. So. Our listeners. Our yes. listeners. Okay. Yep. Okay. Our listeners. I'm going to take a moment. Go ahead with Gemini. I'm going to breathe. <sighs> Gemini. Gemini, I see you with six eyes and four mouths. Perhaps you are seeing too much or speaking too much or speaking too much about what you're seeing. Or maybe that's what just enough. What the fuck? What the... Di- they're beholders now? What is... Okay. Just let's get this over with. Oh, God. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. Cancer. Oh, this one doesn't make a lot of sense even to me. I see a... <laughs> I see a giant floating baby over a city. Make of that what you will. I'd rather not. Please tell me the baby has a diaper. Life is shitting on all of us quite enough, thank you. It does seem to have wings, but the wings aren't very big, so it doesn't seem like it should be able to hold the baby up. It's a very clear vision, I just don't know what it means. There you go, Cancer. Ah, obviously. Okay, good luck, Cancer. Watch out for the giant baby that might shit on your head. Okay, what's after Cancer? That would be Leo. Leo, I see you in hibernation around a candle flame. You look very rested. How nice for you, Leo. Sounds like Leo another can get out of bed. Yes, yes, yes. Staying in, staying in bed. A lot of, a lot of bed themes. Your more coherent visions seem to imply that one should switch to stay in bed. Well, we are in the middle of a pandemic, so mm, coherent. Okay. Virgo. What's next? Virgo. Uh, there's another pillar of light. I mean, this moon dust really likes light-themed visions. I'm. It's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to do the moon dust is it, again. Is that is that legal? Is that legal in our state? No, no. I'm not even going to ask. Nope. Nope. 
Nope. I can see the police coming, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, are they on horses? On horses? <laughs> yeah, if they're on horses, oh, we've got a guy. We know a guy. That is perfect. Huzzah. You are a good guy to know. Clearly, let, just 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 let me know. I it would be my pleasure. Ah, uh, definitely. Well, I will get your number when you have one, Virgo. You seem to be the pillar of light that keeps turning up in everyone else's visions. So good for you. I guess that's good. You are someone's light and hope. You're just radiating all of that light and hope. I don't know if any of it is landing on you, but you're definitely, you know, brightening other people's day, except the people who are in shadow. I've already forgotten which sign that was. Oh, let's just say all of them. Why not? It's all just made up. Libra. It looks like you're kind of in a den of snakes. No offense, Penny. Just, you know. Um, hmm. That's what the vision is showing me. Uh, and usually... Penny, are you a Libra? Um, no. no I meant the snakes. But yeah, I'm always surrounded by snakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, usually in the metaphor world, being in a den of snakes isn't a great thing. It usually means that you got to be on the lookout for something that might happen. It's not always a good thing. Try having the den on your head. At all times. Make showering interesting. So I have seen with my third eye. Sounds like anxiety. I spy with my third eye. <laughs> I do. All the time. I, I know. And now Scorpio, our last one, because we did start with Sagittarius. So Scorpio, I see a labyrinth, a blue labyrinth wrapped around you and surrounding you like a shawl. Yeah, good luck with that. That sounds like an interesting puzzle. <laughs> yeah, well, watch out for the minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Greek monster joke. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> we're all Greek, aren't we? We are all Greek. I've got some Roman in me, too. But We're, we're all Greek to me. Mm -hmm. Where do you roam? <laughs> ah, he's hey funny, too. <laughs> horse spooker and funny. I'm so glad you... Right? Uh, I'm so glad are... you were our first guest. Yes, we're, we're natural pranksters. Nothing's funnier than uh, uh, knocking over a horse or spooking a horse or, or telling a fun joke about it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that is hilarious. I, I will be teaching you uh, about Instagram. Just just promise me, you, you, you really only disturb the humans that deserve it, or disturb the horses of humans that deserve it, like, like that fella that created those self-driving cars. Focus on the assholes. You know, my third eye tells us that he didn't actually create them. He, he, just, he hasn't really done shit. Yeah, it's true. Then I don't even have him to thank for, for the gift of spooking self-driving cars. Nope. Nope. So, so many other awesome humans doing other things. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Hoplius. And, and thank you, Sybil, for the use of the closet and the uh, agreed upon horoscope segment that I let you do because you let me use the closet because it's great for recording. Uh, thank you both. That was, oh, <laughs> that was my first episode. Um, I completed my first episode of The Gorgon Show, and I hope you all return with us next time as we talk with other monsters and oracles about what it's like to be a monster in this human world of ours. So please, may your walls never ooze. And I have to go buy some donuts for my very, very lovely quiet snakes. Donuts! Yes, yes, Duncan. It's time for donuts. The Gorgon Show with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Gorgon Show. Or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. 
All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ the Empathic Vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space. Multiverse. Stars. One stars. One star reviews. Join Negative Nancy and Chatbot aboard the Space Windu as they bring you the worst one-star reviews from all across the universe. I'm supposed to say that we promise to bring you the very best one-star reviews from all across the multiverse. But you know what? I don't believe it. I don't believe that for one second. I'm rating my driver Marcus one star. Not for his driving ability, but instead for his disloyalty and cowardice. Lackluster moon vacations. A can of beans. Abandoned malls. Cat beds that don't come in human sizes. Dragon stuff. Come have a laugh back at the One Star Reviewers. Listen to the One Stars wherever you get your podcasts.